Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge Daily Doses at the Edinburgh Festival. I'm your host Phil Ellis and we've made it to episode 4. My voice is getting croakier but I do think it gives me uh, quite a sexy little twang there so uh, I'm hoping to really use that to pull those punters into the show today. Um, The weather is beautiful. The sun is shining bright here in Edinburgh, as are these two rising stars of the circuit. Quite clever that, wasn't it? We kick off today's show with a really fun chat with Sakisa. We chat about all things Edinburgh, her debut hour, her partying days, and how dry my food is. Enjoy. I think we're there. I think we're there. Yes. There we are. Oh, and we're recording already, aren't we, so off we You're listening to the most professional podcast at the fridge. <laughs> I think that's the only one, the reason we're getting away with it. Um, <laughs> I am sat in the assembly bar next to George Square, and I'm joined by the wonderful Sakisa. Hello. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. I, I was saying to you before, I'm trying to be really professional. You were here. You didn't know where it was. You were here on time, and I came running around the corner sweating. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> there was one point when you went, "I'm walking through the gardens." I thought this is like a film now. I'm going to try and yeah. find a shortcut <laughs> jumping over craze. <laughs> <laughs> we should say what the show is. It's Life of the Party at the Pleasance Courtyard, the Pleasance Below. Yes. On eight twenty-five p.m. Yes, it is. We're very excited to be in there. Lovely room. Lovely. Um, tech team lovely people at the pleasance um who are just obviously just running around doing stuff i'm just happy to be here to be honest it's been it's been a long time coming yeah um you sounded a bit then like someone who's had a health scare. I'm just happy to be here (laughs) no because i don't think you know when i was thinking about like comedy or like getting into comedy Mm. i never envisioned that this is where like that you would actually end up constructing an hour show and get here because it's, it's just mental to be like all this has accumulated to this when did you start comedy mm. like seven years ago seven yeah because yeah. we've, we've gigged together and uh at the frog frog lovely times yeah oh, lovely lovely times at the old frog, lovely times at the frog. um so seven years on the circuit, and th- but this is your debut show. Yes, debut show. And have you been up and done? Have you done the forty-minute show before? Or no, have you done a split. Didn't do any of the. I did a split uh, show. Mm. Um, and so I twenty seventeen I came up because I was in the BBC New Comedy Award final. Oh, clang. And then oh. Oh, just just <laughs> drop that in. Um, and then the following year, twenty eighteen, I did a split show with a friend, mm. and we only were up for like two weeks. And then the year after, I came up and for like. 10 days and did or like two weeks and did a compilation compilation show called girl code mm. um so i didn't actually do like a work in progress show i should have really come up and done 45 minutes of the whole for the whole fringe um but i was like no no <laughs> no. no no thank you no I'm thank good. you but well, then obviously the now. pandemic happened so like yeah but yeah. i think that's good i think it's good to wait yeah i just generally wanted to take my time with it Mm. And like do a show that I was happy with, and that represents me as a comic. And I think this does it. 
so yeah. So what, what is the show? We were just chatting before we press record that you said that predominantly um, yesterday, because it's hard to know who you're going to get in. Yeah. Your firing team are getting used to who to aim the show at. Yeah. So you had uh, quite a lot of old men in <laughs> last night. <laughs> well, the first night, so yesterday we had a lovely show, but the first night we had like quite a lot of older men in. And I was like, this is, this is not going to be for you. <laughs> this, <laughs> this show is not for you. Uh, but so, they loved it. Yeah. It. It's um, Life of the Party. So what is the show about then? Because you, you're saying it's Life of the Party. What I've read is that you weren't allowed to go out and party yeah. for the first, until, until you're a bit older and you, you yeah. got a bit of freedom. Because I'm very, like, my mum was very overprotective over me. Mm. So I didn't really have, like, um, parties or, like, sleepovers when you were, like, when I was a kid. I never had any of those. Oh, really? So no, were, you, were you not allowed to stay over at friends? Yeah, no, I never did oh. any of that and stuff like that. So I never had the experience. Um, so when I went turned 18, I was like, party! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you thought party. So that was the vibe. But the show is all about, like, celebrating, like, life mm. and just, like, living the best life that you can and just, like, embracing who you are as a person. Because I still get stereotyped quite a lot. And people will make assumptions about me, mm. um, and it all comes out like in the show and stuff like that. That's a, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting. Um, people do that about me, but usually spot on. <laughs> <Look at laughs> that sweaty, lanky prick. And I go, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me in a nutshell. Um, what sort of assumptions do you think people have made? Do you mean um, just in general life, or, or even uh, in stand-up when you when you uh, you're doing this show? You yeah. So like, because obviously. I, the way that I, so I'm a black woman, obviously podcast people, you can't see me, black, black, oh, black sh- woman. Oh, sorry, I meant to point out, so Keezer is black. Oh, so Keezer is black. Uh, yeah. We'll have that in the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, black woman uh, who uh, is from a council estate, mm. um, who talks like this, who dresses a certain way, and people have like an assumption of who I will be. Mm. Um, and then I come out and reveal that I'm an immigration lawyer. Mm. Um, who works three jobs, who is just a hustler. And like yeah, people yeah. are just like, oh, you, this is interesting. This oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who enjoys rock music as well. And people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like people just have a weird like stereotype of certain things. And I'm just trying to be like, no, you just should just really not make some assumptions and just embrace a person of who they are. No, and I will say certain things on stage as well. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't say that. You're a woman. Oh. Yeah. With this, oh, yeah. I was pointing out Sakisa's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it'll be in the notes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> particularly for your old men out there. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's interesting because it must, can you, it, it, I mean, it's great that you've got this outlet in order to let people know yeah. who you are and the, the different uh, facets to your personality. Yeah. Maybe we take that for granted a bit sometimes that we have this yeah. platform to go, well, you think I'm this, but actually I'm this. Is that a good vent for you as well? It was, and at the same time, um, it's a bit like therapy, isn't it? Like, yeah. you're just like, I'm just going to take all my problems out on the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get paid for it. Exactly. Uh, but no, I think, especially when you talk about immigration, I think I want people to have like a different, a better understanding about immigrants in this country yeah. or like the system in general or like um, how people like are, are workers, like Working class people are workers. Like we yeah. are, st- we don't have. And people make an assumption that I'm a lawyer and that I earn lots of money. I really don't. Um, so like <laughs> I'm so poor. Uh, so like it's about like just m- making sure people understand exactly who I am as a person. 
Yeah, that is the other thing. I, I mean, I'm very ignorant as to how the law works, etc. But people forget that the different areas you can go into to earn more money. Yeah. And some people go into areas where they want to help people. But you don't... I mean, I always remember reading about Bob Moore to me. He was a, was a barrister. Yeah, a lawyer, lawyer. Yeah. And, uh, and he just went into social uh, like housing issues and things, and he would do it to help people. So he wasn't rich. Yeah. But he had all the skills and background to yeah. be that. But you just choose the path that makes yeah. you happy, I suppose, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. And you just there's a lot of people out there who just want to do things to make money. I'm mm. one of those, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I don't want to be captain <laughs> social justice. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but at the same time, there are like things that need to be done. Yeah, and I think comedy is a great way to like help that system in yeah. a in a better way. Oh, yeah. Just get a little bit. <laughs> I tried to be really professional then. <laughs> Because you were making a really valid point. And I tried to have a sip of water. And yeah, a bit of a uh, bit of orange uh, pulp went in my mouth. And I just the, <laughs> the way that I went. Well, maybe she'll let me get. No, 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 no. Okay. Get yourself a straw. <laughs> you live every day is a learning day. What was the? <laughs> but what was the, so? What was the moment that you went right? I'm free. I can do it. When did you first feel that you could start exploring the uh, the wilder side of of life? Eighteen. Eight, it's back yeah, on 18. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't do nothing to me now, mum. <laughs> like, <Really? yeah. laughs> oh, I love that. You're just waiting for it to be legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do nothing to me. Yeah. What was the first party you went to then? Is that in the show? I don't want to ruin anything from the show. No, it's... Um, so the first party I probably went to, I it was like someone's birthday party. Mm. Um, was that, No, I like... I'm going go back. It was actually my birthday party. It was the first party I went to. Oh. And we went to... My dad drove me and my friends to central London Aww. and we got into a, a club um, yeah. and I was dating a guy who wasn't actually 18 at the time, but we managed to sneak him in and we just like partied until like four o'clock in the morning and I was like, this is my life now. That was it? That was the awakening? Yeah, that's awakening. Was your dad right. waiting in the car? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got taxi back. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, it was it was like... And I think, like, being able to party and just mingle with friends and socialise is a great thing to do. I'm yeah. older now, so I can't go out. No. Unless I'm, like, my my vibe now is, if someone invites me out, I'm, like, can I can I drive there? Is there... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there parking? <laughs> is there parking? Can I get a night bus? Is yes. that the vibe? What's is, the food like? Yeah. <laughs> that's literally... And so I'm more interested in house parties now. Yeah. So that's... And that's the... Sh my show is set in a house party. So I'm more interested in the house parties. But I really hate it whenever I get invited to my white friend's house and they don't remember that I'm coming because they don't cater for me in terms of food. Right, yeah. I'm like, why is everything looking a bit beige? That's me. Yeah. I found some really depressed. Would you be? I'll, I'll throw some meals at you. Go and let go me know what you think on a beigeometer. Okay. Is this for a house party or just like this for a dinner party? I'm going to talk you through some of the meals I found. I'll, sh I'll show you some pictures later mm. of some of the meals I took because uh, even I went. This is weird. Uh, one was pork chops, dry pork chops, and dry spaghetti. Dry. Yeah, just I just boiled some spaghetti and put it <laughs> next to some pork chops. Mate, no. It's grim, isn't it? Um, chicken breast. Just with salt seasoning. <laughs> and Already. And okay, so Keith has now left the building. Just, <laughs> he just <laughs> did the most disgraceful thing in the world. He is, that just, an, is that a... Is that dis it's a sin. Yeah. Well, how would you prepare it? You season your chicken, mate. <laughs> Don't so, change me. <laughs> salt is not seasoning. 
Salt, uh, salt is season, and it's also very good for uh, very good for cramp. <laughs> <laughs> what's the all right? Then what's the wor- what is the worst party you've been to? You don't have to say names, but have you been to a party you've gone uh, that you've left with? You've tried to leave as soon as possible. I got invited to a friend's house party, and it was. Um, someone that I was working with at the time and I was like okay this is going to be a great house party it was right in um, near Waterloo he lived on top of Waterloo Mm. Um, and I was like okay cool and it was just him so me and someone else was there and we're like quite older than everyone else at this house party Mm. and they were very Gen Z and we were like Oh, we need to, we need to leave. We need to leave this house party right now. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was crying and talking about their feelings. <laughs> I'm like, this is not what a house party is meant to be. Gen Z, up your game. Yeah. Come on now. Maybe it was an intervention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> really great. Yeah, I was just like, you are 25 years old. <laughs> be happy with your life, mate. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Why are you wearing, wearing berets? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, they, and like there was people outside that was like they didn't wear their jackets but on their shoulder. Oh god, I feel sick. <laughs> oh, I hate this. And I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes, Daddy, um, paid for my journey today, um, but <laughs> I don't know how he's going to pay for my life. And I'm just like, oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> but it is ultimately like if you want something. You know, we, we, when you work alongside comedy, you know, and obviously you're very successful and things are really going well. <laughs> but, but, no, but you are doing really well. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. Best show in Leicester, mate. I'm, do, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and is this a show that you did at Leicester? Is this the it is like an uh, evolved version of the evolved, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because Leicester's early, like, that's a great place to go and try it out for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it went very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep nominating for me for stuff and just never win it. <laughs> yeah, no, but you see, I, I think always the bridesmaid in comedy and then you come through at the end, you go, boom! Yeah, <laughs> like the X Factor, the ones that are most successful are never <laughs> the winners, are they? The Gareth Gates, <laughs> but you do have to sleep with Katie Price <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Every cloud, um, <laughs> but wonderful. So I don't want to keep you too long because I, I get this is the problem. You see, I start doing it and I get having a laugh because it's great to have chat. conversations. I know it, that is the other thing. I find this is a really nice way to have a chat with people yeah. when they're not like I know it is about the fringe, but I don't think that we end up going on things rather than you know the we're all having the same one. How how are you doing? How was you? Yeah. How many numbers? And they go. I'd yeah. rather just have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. What's happening? What did you watch, Love Island? Like that's the vibe. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's what well, you're doing your debut show, mm. and uh, you're taking it very seriously. Obviously, it's not a lot of partying Mm-mm. yet. Yeah. Are you saving yourself for a massive blowout at some point? I think the last week it's I'm gonna go hardcore in it. Yeah. Last <laughs> week. The show. Yeah. Shots, However, shots. I'm hosting Spank for the next three days. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. I've never I've never been to Spank. You never went to Spank? I oh, don't know it's why. Such my vibe. It's such yeah. it's such a party. So like. And I was like, I'm really excited to like do it. And then it, two yeah, weeks ago, I realised that the show is from 12 to 3. Oh, cr- yeah, that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I decide to do this on the first week of The Fringe? I don't know why. I've ne- it's one of those shows you've never been to. It's great. Weird, yeah. It? And then someone gets yeah. to promote their show if they get naked, but in that's like a it, nice supportive yeah. way. But like, it's just a fun show to do. That's it. Yo, that's why I've never been invited <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to get naked. I've been walking with my dick out before I started. <laughs> no, we're not starting the show yet, yeah. mate. Just, just flying on the way. 
I'll edit that bit out. Wonderful. Well, one more time, please, Sikis, would you say uh, what the name of your show is, where it's on, and what time it's on? The name of the show is Life of the Party, and it's at Pleasance Below at 8.25. Thank you so much. Thank Good luck. You. Thank you. I'll see you for the blowout, mate. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Our second guest today is Emmanuel Sanubi, who is also doing his debut hour. We went to have a nice chat in one of the noisiest sheds I've ever been in. And <laughs> believe you me, I've been in some noisy sheds in my time. Hello, check one, two. Check one, two, check one. How do I sound? Because I've got a cold, so I'm having to work on my diction because now, if I speak too quickly, it becomes a muffled blur because I can't breathe through my nose. I like it. I think it gives you it gives it a bit of character. Yeah, it make my diction is a lot better now because it has to be. Well, you've got a lovely diction. I can tell you that right now. I've got a huge diction. <laughs> yeah. But sadly, on the podcast, it doesn't quite come across. We're outside the gilded balloon in a basically a glorified shed uh, around some gravel, and I'm joined by the wonderful Emmanuel Sanubi. Good. Uh, is it after? It is afternoon. Good afternoon. Just afternoon. Yeah, we've just started uh, midday. We've had a little wander over, and uh, oh, before we go any further, what time is your show on, please? Uh, my show is on at ten past six. Wonderful. It's at the Underbelly in the Dairy Room. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I suggest that everyone comes and sees it. So do I. After, uh, but oh wait, mate, no, you clash with mine. Do not go and see this show. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great... I did my first Edinburgh in 2013 in Bristol Square. Right. So it was... But when I when I did it, it was basically a building site. Because <laughs> it was the one time they were... I love the fact as well, this has become the noisiest shed now that the people... Next I, I like the fact in. that it was pretty much silent up until you press record. I press record. <laughs> Is that sound coming through? Are you hear it, everyone? Yeah, but I think they'll add a bit of atmosphere. I mean, what, what are they doing? Are they moving in next door? I think they're building a new shed. <laughs> So it's a great. Well, how are you finding your venue then? This is your this is your first. This is my Edinburgh. first one. Yeah, and um, the venue's really nice. Mm. There was it. Pre, pre, mean, having a preview, I didn't realise how much I needed that preview until I did the preview. Yeah, uh, because the the show the show was good, um, but I felt myself not allowing myself to enjoy it properly because you're still learning it. Yeah, yeah. You're still getting into it. You're still learning how to be on that stage. How to project around that venue yeah definitely. and then also tech things like they used a different spotlight that was so bright that i couldn't see anyone in the audience really so I, if it wasn't for the laughter i wouldn't have had a clue that anyone was there so yesterday i was guessing because there's parts where i gestured to the audience yeah so i was guessing and I, in my head again i hope there's someone sat there yeah because to them <laughs> i must look like a psychopath because i'm talking to an empty chair yeah that's weird that is that I'm with you on that one. It's one of those I like to see the audience, even if a, yeah. a bit, because you're quite chatty with the audience. I've seen you do sets I, where you just I do chat a lot of stuff where it's my my comedy is very much about connecting with the audience, yeah, and getting them to relate to the stories that I'm talking about. Yeah, and I only realised I only realised last night that that's what I do, yeah, because that was the first time that that was taken away. Right, yeah. And, and, it, and it threw me. Have you sorted out that... Uh, you've got one more preview today. Yeah, so yeah. another preview today, so we'll do another quick tech. Yeah. And we'll get the lighting level right. Um, I've already had a rewrite. I did some things yesterday that 
I didn't know were going to work. And I thought, Do you know what? This is the time to try it. Yeah, definitely. And it worked. So it's now trying to not so much rewrite it because that one worked. Yeah. And if you, it's like it becomes forced when you try and rewrite it. Yeah. So I'm like, try and keep it as natural. So in my notes, I was like, this is what you spoke about. Do it again. Yeah. And then keep doing it until I find a rhythm that works with it. That's it. Yeah, moving. This is the time to move a few bits around. Yeah. Maybe even drop some bits because some bits that work, as you find in in, in a in a club or a thing that you go, this is my best. It doesn't sit well in yeah. the thing, does it? In the hour. Well, there's one line. So there's a line I do right at the end that has um, that gets a nice big laugh. Yeah. And then I put a topper on it, and right. the topper wasn't as big a laugh as the original laugh. So I was like, get rid of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can I have it? I haven't got any big laughs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just take your toppers. Excellent. So this is your first because I didn't know because we were working together. We're saying last time we worked together was probably over a year ago at yeah. Kirk. Um But you started quite relatively recently. Yeah. So I've been I've been going for about well seven years, including the lockdown. So yeah, you think five really? Yeah, yeah. And then I've been represented by Brett um, Vincent for the last four. Four or five yeah. years. So it's been... I, I've, I've just had this conversation a minute ago, actually, mm. because to everyone else, it's very, very new. It's a very short time in comparison yeah, to yeah. a lot of comics that have performed at, at, at the level that I'm currently playing at. But my background is musical theatre, so I was in the theatre for 10 years before this. That's it, so yeah. it, f- it felt, when I came out of doing um, theatre, it was a couple of years break, and then I started comedy. But I came into comedy knowing the entertainment industry. Of course. So yeah. I knew shortcuts, if you like. Because mm. the, the part that most comics go through at the beginning of their career, I'd, I'd got to jump that. Because I, I, I already knew how to perform. Yeah. I already knew how to be on stage. I knew how to connect with people. So it was just having the material to go with it. Exactly. Well, that, you're right in, in saying that because it's, it's really interesting. Cause I remember uh, when you said you were in musical theatre and we were working. It's like, oh, you can see it, the confidence on stage. Yeah. And that is, I think, one of the major things. People forget the performance is such an important side of it. Yeah. And I've seen people with amazing material that just doesn't land because yeah. they're shaking, they're nervous, they don't deliver it correctly. Yeah. But on paper, it's hilarious. And there's just... like, those are the, there's the, the kind of comics that I've always been inspired by as well, are people where it's not just what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. Like, yeah. I used to love watching Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. Because it was how he said stuff. Because mm. if you were just to write it down and read it, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, but the way he delivered... The, the completely mundane yeah. was hilarious, and there's a few um, uh, there's a few acts that I find that do that, mm. and they're the ones that I think like well, that's how I'd like it to be, where only they could say that like that. Yeah. So I try to think right. Let me try and write something that only I could say the way yeah. that I say it, and that will make it funny as well. You're right. It's sometimes I don't know if you've ever come across this, but I've written a joke. And then, uh, believe it or not, I have written one or two. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I go, oh, that's not in my voice, because I've watched something, yeah. I've been influenced. And so I can't use it, and I've tried, but yeah. it's just not written in the rhythm of my voice, and even the mid I go, oh, this doesn't suit. My uh, first, yeah. I reckon, three or four gigs might as well have been an Eddie Murphy tribute. Really? Yeah, and I didn't realise until after I watched the back. 
Oh, God. So you watch them back from a critical point of view to go, right, how can I make that better? And I'm watching it going, I've just watched that in Delirious. And even though the, the content's different, yeah. the delivery is the same, the timing's the same. I'm like, you're not doing you, you're doing somebody else doing your material. Yeah. So then it's like, right, let's go back and rewrite that. How? And it's just going, how would I say it? If this was a conversation, exactly. yeah. how would I have told that story to someone that I know? It's obviously your first time doing a show up here. Have you have you been here before as a punter? Yeah, been so here? I've been. I came up here in 2019 just to show my face, to be honest. Yeah, just to come and do a bit of meet and greet with uh, influential people. As yes. Which, well, you're which, here now, which, pal. Which worked out <laughs> quite nicely, actually. Good. Um, I got to meet people like Andy Cavani from uh, Live at the Apollo the, when I came up here. Um, and that's I love Anthony. That he, oh, he's great, and he was—he was—he was actually really, really nice to me. Yeah, he's and lovely. That's what I appreciated because I could do nothing for him. Like, I didn't know him, we didn't know each other, but he was still really genuine, very, very nice, mm. and uh, that relationship's already stayed intact. And off the back of it, I was then able to go and do live at the Apollo. Yeah, which was an amazing set, very successful. It was. Oh, it was a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it, I thought it was everything I thought it was going to be, mm. and more. Well, I saw you, I think, just before it came out. Yeah. I think you recorded it. Um, and that must be a slight... Were you worried? Because that was your first big TV yes. stand-up bit. Were you worried about how it would come out? Yeah. 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 And it was how it would be perceived. Mm. How like Because that's the thing. That's mainstream comedy. And you sort of open yourself up to the masses yeah. to be criticised, if you like. Yeah. And that part, that part was scary, but... I also really wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, that's been a goal for so long. Yeah. So you have to sort of get over there and go, you're here now. Like, this is a huge, huge opportunity. Whether I do nothing else now, that part there is part of British comedy history. Yeah. No, you're right. That's 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 something you can tick off a bucket list. Yeah. I'll tell you, so, um, talk about Anthony at the Apollo. It always makes me laugh because I've known Anthony for quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, another act, I think, had just done the Apollo one night. And we were outside, I think, Soho Theatre or something. And they went, uh, oh, that's Anthony, directs the Apollo. We want to go and get in with him now. And I went, oh, yeah, watch this. I went, hey, Anthony, will I ever be on the Apollo? And he went, fucking hell no, Phil, not getting you on that, climbing the furniture. <laughs> I went, there you are. I, said, I can't do anything for him. He can't do anything for me. <laughs> went, we, we know our place with each And uh, when we met, because well, this was something I didn't know a lot about, but you, you had a, a heart, it was heart failure, basically, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, dilated cardiomyopathy. That was it, yeah, because it always... It always scares the shit out of me yeah when someone who looks really healthy yeah has a heart attack and i go Are you, well, like, it's, it happens quite a lot so because uh, especially if it's genetic yeah so it's when you'll you'll see like football players for example there was one that was playing and then just dropped oh and I that was it, it. Yeah, Dead. yeah same thing it was, it was cardiomyopathy yeah so that's what it can cause and i was oh well, i caught myself very very lucky yeah yeah uh, because literally my heart stopped pumping oxygenated blood I had no I couldn't get enough oxygen at all and this was in Dubai and I flew home on oxygen to come back and then went to hospital and that's when I found out exactly what was going on yeah they're so lucky yeah amazing. but I feel lucky as well like everything everything is sweeter now yeah yeah everything's better jokes are funnier now yeah just because of I now know what worse looks like of course, yeah. Because there, there were a couple of days where I was like, I could die, like now. Mm. And they just, they were like, it was titch and go. We don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of days. If you react to the medicine, we hope you'll be okay. Mm. 
But right now, they so at that point, they were talking heart transplant. Right, right. That's how serious it got. And I'm sort of just lying there going, I might fall asleep and not wake up. Yeah. And how long's the waiting list? And yeah. And yeah. think, wow. How long am I going to be in hospital for? It, it was, it was, there was so much that goes through your brain. And then to sort of get, like, even coming home was, mm. I didn't want to leave the hospital yeah. because I thought if, if I'm in hospital and something happens, there's doctors there. Yeah. What if an ambulance doesn't get to me in time and I'm at home? And so then you've got a whole nother load of fear. And I was like, what if I was to, because your brain takes you to some dark places. Oh God, I'm yeah. like, what if I fall asleep and don't wake up at home? And then everyone else has got to wake up around that and see it. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my brain goes to dark places just when I'm in a queue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of it is, I thought I had lung cancer. Really? Because I was a very heavy smoker. How long have you been off fags now? Oh, I, October 2019 was the last time I smoked. Amazing. I've been six and, uh, months and it's horrific. Oh, it's horrible. I still, yeah. I only understand addiction now because I always want a cigarette. Yeah. I'm just never going to have one, but I always want a Have you ever had, I have dreams that I smoke. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, you idiot. Why did you do that? And then I remember it's a dream. And I go, yes, free cigarette. That's it. Yeah, you're right. I, I had the one last night because yeah. I, I was in Edinburgh and I was having a And I was like, why did you ruin it six months? Yeah. And, and then like, you wake up and you're like, oh, free cigarette. Because yeah. <laughs> so the day before um, I went into heart failure, I was coughing up blood. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. And we, we watch films. We, yeah. You start coughing up blood in there. You're not, you're not making it to the sequel. No. Everyone no. knows that. Yeah. So I sort of prepared myself that they're going to tell you you've got lung cancer. Mm. And I, I stopped smoking at that point because it physically hurt to smoke. Yeah. And even though I'm going, do you know what, if you've got it, you might as well smoke because you've got it now. What are you going to do? Yeah. And then I went through that, but it, it actually hurt to smoke. That's the only reason I didn't do it. Mm. And then we got back. When they actually came through and said um, it's heart failure, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Thank God. Thank goodness <laughs> Oh, that was a close one. But you're, you're alive, you're healthy. Is this what is? Uh, is this in the show? I, mean, I don't want to ruin the show. Part, part of it's in the show. I do yeah. talk about it because that played a big part into my current way of thinking. Yeah, because it, it, it's called emancipated. So you're, you're, this is, is that the theme of the show, them feeling free? and Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, very much so. It was just waking up and actually going, wow, I woke up. Yeah. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here, like... And you start realising all the things that don't matter. Yeah, no, you're right. All the things people argue about, and you go, why do you care? Yeah. Like, life, life is so much shorter than you think. Like, we all think we're invincible yeah. until we nearly die. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <sighs> well, go and sit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Michael. Thanks. Uh, one more time, will you please say what the name of your show is, what time it's on and where it's at? My show is called Emancipated. It is on at ten past six and it is in the dairy room at Underbelly. Excellent. Thank you. Emmanuel Sanubi, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful fridge. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So many more amazing guests to come, so please do stay tuned. Like and subscribe. Share. Just talk to people about it. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? Oh, and come to my show. For the love of God, please come to my show. I've been Phil Ellis. Have a magical day.